it's hard to convince your parents that you know I don't want to find a corporate job. I want to do freelancing. Hey guys, I'm AJ. I'm Rini, and we are from the Freelancers Academy. Hey guys, my name is Dylan, and I'm from Glansoichi. Today, this is our very first podcast series episode that we're doing together, and we don't have a title for it yet. <laughs> so along the way, you know, I hope maybe once we brainstorm, or you know, if we can get ideas of people, that would be great. Or what do we call this episode, right? So I guess for starters, we are going to share a bit of our personal stories and journey as a freelancer. And let's start with the youngest person in the room. Let's start with Dylan. Share with us oh. your personal freelance stories. Yes. Oh, AJ, I thought you were the youngest. (laughs) (laughs) I look, look. To be honest, I started doing freelance job around when I was 16, 17, not like post-secondary school graduate period. Only 20 this year, year 19. So I have been doing freelance project, mainly photography, videography, and some social media marketing stuff since like like two years ago. I would say that the industry is not really, how, how do I say very suitable like, like it's the barrier of entry is quite high for beginners because you need connections in order to land a job and you need to have clients in order to build their credibility and mm. I struggled a lot by that and I didn't really know, know like where I can find people that I can talk to about freelancing in Singapore and that's why I started Glance <laughs> nice okay Okay lah, then the second most youngest are Rini lah. You the eh, second. Eh. <laughs> second most youngest should be you, right? <laughs> no. I didn't want to reveal any age, uh, oh. but I, just, I give you chance, uh, so you don't have okay, to take okay. it. Thank okay, you no. for giving me chance to be the second youngest. But yes, for me, I think totally different than Dylan. I started freelancing after seven years into the corporate world. So I was in the IT industry for seven years. And then I decided to, you know, be my own boss, which at that point of time, there was no, I didn't know like what it takes to be a boss, you know, like to me, it's like, okay, I just do business. But aside to that, there are a lot of things that you need to do, like marketing, you need to be good at finance, you need to be good at networking and being an introvert myself. Networking is something that I learned along the way, which is not easy I would say because as introvert I don't really open up to people quickly so fast forward now I've been doing business for about seven years and I feel there's no looking back even though there's a lot of ups and downs but it's the experience that I always you know like the challenges that I have to go through for that past seven years really makes me a better person and a better business owner a better freelancer then maybe we get to the oldest now (laughs) hi guys oldest in heart yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess I'm like halfway in the middle with Dylan and Rini. So for myself is after I graduated from university, that was when I just went into freelancing. The reason being is that, you know how like after we graduate from university, like the only way or like everyone will be seeing like is to get a job, right? Yeah. J-O-B. So that's what I did. You know, like I'm, I'm a very like diligent student, you know, like follow instructions kind of thing in a sense. So I did, you know, apply for like full-time job. I sent out my resumes everywhere. I even applied for like being a music, like MOE, like government job. Mm. Yeah, like a government job because, you know, they always say that, oh, government job is the most stable even if like the economy is not doing well, but, you know, you're still in the, with the government. So I did that and like, you know, like I have like other friends from my cohort that actually applied the same position and 
they all got it. So they were saying like, mm. hey, no, AJ, confirm you get one lah. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure. And then towards the end, right, when I got the email, like the results, like the results back, right, they would say like, oh, uh, thank you for applying, but, you know, we're afraid to, to say that you did not get the position lah. Then I'm like, what's this? Yeah, so I guess I felt, I, I kind of felt like cheated, even though it just felt like I was cheated. Like I, I kind of had my hopes up, you know, because I was talking to a few of my friends. Then, I don't know, it, it really felt like a breakup. And I got the message, I was, I was in a bus going somewhere, I think going home, lucky going home, no? Then I just started tearing out of nowhere. Then like, what? You have on all earth? this, like in the bus, looking outward. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So the only thing that's missing is that the rain. Yeah. And then I need to on like background music, you know, like how they, like it happens in like Korean dramas. Okay, anyways, yeah. So fast forward and then I did a bit of soul searching. So at a dream in that year itself, I spent half the year traveling the world. Back then when we can still travel. Yeah, so now I'm like reminiscing about the good memories aside from the heartbreak. Yeah, then so I did some soul searching and I came back to Singapore and that was when I realized, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm too good for the working world. Let's just do my own thing. And that's how my freelance journey started. We've talked about all our, our stories, right? So then maybe we can share more about being a freelancer in Singapore because all of us are in, in Singapore. And I mean, freelancing is a very general thing. Like everywhere you go, there's freelancers, right? So maybe we can each come out and share like what is the difference between being a freelancer in Singapore and being a freelancer, I don't know, in like Fiverr or Upwork? To be honest, I, I feel like, you know, like Singapore is still very traditional, like very conventional. Like they don't really like tend to accept something that's like a break free from like what the older generation believe in, you know, like having a good grade, getting a nine to five stable job, that, that's the dream life. But you no, know, like when we go into you know, like, like the generation of ours, right? We tend to find a lot of our you know, like people of age or like, you know, like this generation, they want to break free from the cycle of you know, a nine to five jobs. And they do not want to feel like, you know, like trapped and they, they want freedom, they desire freedom. And that's why, you know, like freelancing is like such a popular, you know, like industry amongst youth and you know, like young adults. Because it provides them with like, you know, like side income and flexibility that they want and desire. But another thing is more about you know, like because Singapore librarians are like, especially the parents, right, they are so you know, traditional. It's hard to convince your parents that, you know, I don't want to find a corporate job, I want to do freelancing, or like just telling your parents that oh, I want to start my own business. It's, it, it'll be hard for them to trust you, you know, like because you know, in their eyes, right, you are a kid always and it's like they want you to follow their own path like they did the path that they lay out for you that they thought like you know like that was the perfect path for you guys i think i totally agree on you on the traditional job thing because my age group is where the age group of still traditional job like nine to five go to work come back to work and then just live as what it is like being an employee i would say so if I share a little bit about on my own journey, so I'm the first one in my family to do business. So it's kind of like it doesn't gel or it doesn't like came across to my parents' mind that I would jump into doing business. So doing business for them is something like, okay, are you sure you want to do business? Will you be getting like the funds or the money, you know, when you are working full time? So these are a lot of this concept of thinking or mindset from our older generation or even my generation, I would say. The idea of going into freelancing or doing business is something that's not normal for them because where are you going to get the money? You know, I mean, the money, the funds, the salary is something that is 
most important during my age group and the older age group, I would say. I think if it's younger than my age group, I would say they are more open to this kind of concept because they have seen my age group and the mother and, you know, like grandmother struggle and work throughout their years. Wow. So we've heard the very traditional viewpoint. I guess I'm going to come in in a completely different aspect. (laughs) Okay, because I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise or or whatnot, right? It's just that in my household, my parents are actually quite okay with me doing anything that I want. And their only concern is that, you know, make sure that I'm able to support myself. That's one thing. And to survive, essentially. They didn't, didn't tell me how. Or mm. what? But I guess uh, when I was in poly, like ever since when I was in poly, right, I just told myself that, you know, I'm not going to depend on my parents anymore. Even though I'm still living under their shelter, I want to like do something for myself. So I took like multiple part-time jobs when I was in poly. And not that I need the money. It's okay. Maybe I do need the money, but <laughs> it's more of like, I don't want to rely on them. Mm. So maybe I guess like it really depends on your upbringing and your personality as well. You know, if you're you're really hungry and you know you want to like be independent, so to speak. So because of that, like, so my, so my parents didn't question me like, oh, you need to be this or you need to be that. The mm. most important is that as long as you don't give us trouble, I think every parent will want that. You know, as long as you don't come and give us problems or troubles, right, you... Just make sure you take care of yourself and don't do like all the bad stuff, right? So uh, because of that, I from part-time to multiple part-time jobs all the way into being in a creative space because the, I was in a creative school, so I was from LaSalle College of the Arts and you know, you're surrounded by all the creatives and it's just like a very normal thing to be a freelance because most mm-hmm. of my classmates or people that I know from school, right? Like those who can draw, those who can, you know, they are already freelancing when they're already in university. So it's like a very normal thing, you know, like, oh, you freelance this, oh, hey, you got, you know, like, do you have any vacancies or are they, uh, do you have any gigs available? So, and it's a very, like, it's really cultivated mm. in there without us knowing, you know, we don't know that there's actually like networking, there's actually, you know, like skill set that is needed in the real world because we are doing it as like, oh, I need to complete like a project or I need to intern with a certain company or I need to work with, collaborate with another faculty, for example. So, unknowingly, we're doing that in school. So to me, it was like, oh, okay, it's probably, you know, back then I had the perception that, okay, since I'm in a creative industry, that's how the creative industry is going to be like. Mm. And then, you know, of course, like when before, when I was graduating, I checked with my lecturer, you know, like, how am I going to survive in the creative industry outside? You know, is it scary? Do I need to be in an agency or in a company? Mm. And then like most of them say like, yeah, actually you can just network with whoever. And then, you know, most of the time it's like by gig. Yeah, so mm. it's like the really, it's really like the true gig economy. You know, we live by getting gigs and connecting with people. So I guess from then on, I realized that, oh yeah, so I'm actually a freelancer. So yeah, so the funny thing is like, I think Dylan and Rini mentioned that in our context, especially like, being in Singapore, it's not a norm, yeah. you know? If you label yourself as a freelancer, right, then people will start questioning like, are you sure? Can you survive? Got CPF or not? You know, we, yeah. have, we will have all this constant, like, you know, if you don't have that, like, we will die. I don't know for yeah. like, whatever reason, we just die the next day. So I guess the reason why we are here today is also to eradicate all the misconceptions that people have. And, you know, especially now we are living in a very interesting uh, times, <laughs> very interesting times. So that's why people, you know, like when you think that your jobs are permanent, like welcome to reality, jobs are not permanent. So yeah. what are you going to do about it? 
And I think it's, it's really true. Like it's really real. And, and people should start waking up and being real too. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. suddenly it becomes, it becomes that topic. But in a nutshell, I guess with changing times, I think perceptions are also changing. And we have also seen like the growth in the gig economy for the past maybe like one, two years. Yes, yep. Yeah, one, two years, right? Yeah. And yeah, hopefully it's changing for the better. Mm, and hopefully yeah. with this podcast, give some, you know, enlightenment with people out there about the freelancing world, what we are experiencing, what actually are all out there. It's like freelancing is really a job. It's not like... It's universal, yo. Yeah. Okay. Even yeah. like from like all the way from Singapore, all the way to the States. Okay. People are freelancing. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Yeah. We are the one that's backwards. Everyone is yeah. all progressing as a freelancer, but we are still like, huh, what is freelancer, mm. you know? Correct. Yeah, correct. So. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of things that we can talk about in across the episodes, across the series. I mean, across the topics in this series. Maybe Dylan, you want to share with us? I mean, share with all of us that's watching this first episode. What actually can they expect from this podcast? So I think for me, this podcast will be something like, you know, a very like, what we want to bring is like, you know, like, I want to bring like home and comfort towards our viewers yes. and show them like, like, like what being a freelancer, like experience we went through, like the mistakes mm. we have taken and then how they can avoid it. And mm. then now, you know, like all three of us are you know, like entrepreneurs that are you know, like run their own business. So mm. if you want to do, you know, turn from you know, freelancers to an entrepreneur, like what can we expect? Because it's yeah. a very different path and it, you have to expect a lot more things when you when you are taking stuff more seriously. And yeah, I feel like this is something that is just a place for us to connect with our followers and our users. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I guess I'll just say on behalf of uh, the Freelancers Academy also, aka TFA. Okay, really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> now I need to say TFA so that people know that next time we will say TFA, not the Freelancers Academy. Okay, anyways. Yeah, so I guess what you can expect from a podcast is that we really want to emphasize on educating, like education, to really like share the truth about freelancing in Singapore or maybe freelancing in general. And, you know, we really hope that the quality of freelancers that are upcoming or that we hope to, you know, achieve here, you know, we'll start with um, Singapore first, is to educate and to really elevate the profession of freelancers by nurturing quality freelancers mm-hmm. and freelancers that really take their profession seriously. I think that is what TFA is all about because we really want to share not just among our freelancers, but also to public that freelancing is a profession and we can be as professional as any employees or any business out there. And that's where we are here to help you guys achieve that. Actually, if you have to think about it, freelancers are actually so much more efficient than office workers. (laughs) You know why? 100%. We are not working for you. We, have, we are taking multiple projects at the same time and yeah. then we are still getting paid the same amount. So obviously, yeah. we want to finish as your project as soon as possible so that I can move on to this mm-hmm. stuff. And then I want to do your stuff properly so that you can give me good reviews, testimonials, and then a return, like become a return customer to me. Like some concept about, you know, like office 9 to 5 workers, right? It's like, because, you know, like they are paid this amount to work in the life from start of the month to end of the month. Obviously, they will not want to do as much as they want because it will not result in an increase in their pay or whatsoever, to be frank. And mm. they will most probably take their own sweet time and just, you know, like, slow things down and just do stuff. But for freelancer, time is money. Like, time mm. is literally and We want to do as much project as we can and as soon as possible with the highest quality we can deliver. Yeah. yeah. And that is wow. something that I, I hope, like, you know, like, a lot of business owners that 
they can understand about you know, like the, the concept about freelancing because you know like there's always this concept and like you know stereotype about you know, like freelancers being like they cannot produce good quality work. Yeah. I, I felt it was because we are very behind time. And when mm-hmm. those first few people that try and experience freelancers, they experience it from overseas. Mm. Not anything about bad about overseas, but you know, like overseas people sometimes they let the local cultural understanding that's very important for brands. Yeah. And they also let, you know, like the like like the communication stuff might be wrong. And sometimes when you pay someone you know, like two, three dollars per hour that type, and then you, you can't expect like a you no know, a twenty dollars at our style standard. Yeah. And because of that, they had one bad experience with an overseas freelancer. They assume that all freelancers are the yeah, same. The same. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Dylan actually gave a gist of what's upcoming in this <laughs> <laughs> series of podcasts. So yes, these are some of the topics that we're going to cover. A lot of myths are going to be busted also. <laughs> and like what AJ also has mentioned, there's a lot of topics that we want to educate the public or even the freelancers themselves who are still, you know, not really into 100% freelancing or they are still 50-50 or they are still side hustling. I mean, there's no harm of doing side hustling, but what if you can actually go two feet into this, you know, both of your feet go into this freelancing world. You, you never know what actually can that do to you. Okay, so you guys have already heard our stories, happy, sad, and the reality of freelancing. Maybe each of us can just share like an advice or tips that, you know, we wish we knew before we start freelancing. And let's start with Dylan. I would say that I wish something that I would have known earlier would be rejections are very common. Rejections are very, very common. Though besides not being rejected by you know, like so many people last time, it was really like something you no know, where you're working like you know like in like part times or whatsoever like if you have a customer comes in and will be rude to you you feel nothing but when you are selling yourself and someone is like nah no you feel very hurt like like no like no also to like me heartbroken yeah. is it break up yeah, also like break up is it so that yeah, background song music also okay i feel like the advice i would give is like you know like not everybody is like because you no know, different styles suits different people and you shouldn't expect everybody to like you and like like your content or whatsoever. So just normalize, you know, like being rejected and just like normalize rejection. Like. <laughs> then I think for me is some of the things that I wish I knew before is you need to be extremely patient when doing freelancing. You have to be patient with yourself. You have to be patient with the journey. It's not something where you do freelancing now, tomorrow you become millionaire. No, it's not. It doesn't work like that. So it's really work in progress every single day. So be patient. Like some months you will have like a good amount of money because maybe that particular month is, you know, you have a lot of jobs, but there are months that it's going to be not so good. So you just have to be patient with that phase, I would say. Yeah, to strive yourself as a freelancer. Save for the rainy days. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Yeah, correct. That was very important also. So for myself, I think the motto that I live by is, you know, if you don't know, just ask. Like really asking is the most, the only free advice that you can can get, you know, as a freelancer. So what I wish I knew is that if you already found your niche in what you're going to freelance, right? Ask someone who's already in the industry or who pioneers in that industry. 
And generally, okay, I'm not going to say like majority, but generally freelancers are pretty nice people, right? They're pretty nice people. And if you ask them genuinely and you really want to know like how the industry is like, they are willing to share their experience. And because that really saves you a lot amount of time, especially when you're trying an error. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I guess back then I was like the, you know, like I'm hungry and I want to try everything and anything, which is not wrong, which is not wrong. But later on when you look back, you know, like sometimes you just wish that that time can be allocated, which, you know, something better. Yeah, but then again, whatever that happens in your life is meant for you anyway. So my advice would be, if you don't know, don't be afraid, just like ask that's the easiest way, yeah. All right, so now that we've already heard from us, we are now going to ask you a question and maybe you can share with us what are your thoughts or some suggestions that you have uh, to name this podcast series. And with that, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on our social media handles at The Freelancers Academy as well as glance.sg. Mm-hmm.